Dun, 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 dun. From down and out to down under on the Brink of Reality podcast. Straight ahead. Hey, welcome back to the Brink of Reality podcast. I am your host, Ryan Brinks, in the chair, as always, here to bring you my second exit interview for the day, which is really fun, with Tori. And this is a good one. We talk about the Tribal Council, the Unorthodox voting, and yeah, a whole bunch of stuff in between. So if you really like this podcast, uh, check out the Rock Story podcast as well, which I've posted already today, and all the other exit interviews I've done during the season, you can check those out as well. All right, press play on my chat with Tori. background thank you i i uh, try and change it up most weeks but i actually yeah. left it so it's the same jeff i i was too lazy this morning to find uh one from last night that uh there was a lot that was going on there um there's a lot le- yes let me let me take you back to last night obviously absolutely huge episode for so many reasons and uh i, I do want to talk about what's it like for you i guess as a as a player living through that kind of a moment at a tribal council, especially one where you're about to be voted out. But what's it like as you as an observer witnessing that conversation going on? Yeah, I knew it was monumental. Like I felt that it was very important. It was out of the norm. It was no longer just like a typical tribal council gameplay. And so that's why you'll even notice me in that tribal. I kind of pull away from like trying to be chaotic or messy or even trying to fight um, because I, I understood that it was a really special moment that needed to happen. And so I was trying to best support that moment by just observing and kind of giving the space for that to happen. Yeah. And, and like, it's such a hard one because obviously you're there to play survivor as well and it's your game and it's your dream and um, yeah. you're trying to play the best that you can to, to save yourself in that moment. So obviously like after those conversations have happened and it kind of seems that you're the person that's going to be the one targeted, what, what conversations maybe do we not see that you're trying to have with the people out there to stay? Yeah. Well, I'm going to be honest. I knew that like my hope in the game of moving forward was to blindside Drea. And other than that, if I couldn't win immunity, the only other thing was a shot in the dark. So I was still going to try. That's why you see me. I was asking questions of like trying to get a feel for how much leeway I maybe had to convince them to turn on Lindsay instead. And after just asking each person a very brief question, I was like, "Mm, yeah, this is clearly me. So it's me and my shot in the dark. So I didn't even really ask to play it because I wasn't sure due to the formality, but I just said, okay, I'm going to go play my shot in the dark. Um, Cause that felt most appropriate after following like the deeper moment that was happening as opposed to trying to like really throw Lindsay in the under the bus or manipulate or try that i just really all i had was a shot in the dark yeah i actually really loved i was thinking about it afterwards i rewatched the tribal council i kind of really loved you had the guts to be like no i'm taking my shot in the dark it's a game ultimately as well and you have to see if you can save yourself which is really um important and you do do that um unfortunately didn't work out heading into the tribal council How did, what were your expectations around what was going to happen? Yeah. So from my perspective, what was happening, we were going to go to tribal council. Drea was going to get blindsided. She wasn't going to play her idol because everyone made her to feel comfortable. And either me or Marianne was going to get a thrown, a vote thrown our way, but Drea was going to go home. The advantages an idol was going to take, be taken with her. And I was going to live to see another day, the cockroach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. Uh, I, I I like that you own that. That's really great because you did. Oh, for um, sure. For sure. You, you did seem to be able to make your way through really well, um, which was good. Um, 
I guess I guess in terms of uh, that, can you talk a little bit about the relationships that you had out there as well? Because obviously, yeah. it seemed it seems almost from like Zach start of the game, it seemed like almost like I everyone know. just seemed to not want to play with you, Dory. And I I am so fascinated by that because on paper, like you seem like a really cool person. So I don't really quite grasp where where that comes from because I don't know if it's just the cast this season that you didn't mesh with but like from your perspective what was going on in terms of those relationships and what were the relationships yeah. you were trying to build at the merge mm-hmm. so I was definitely trying with everything it's interesting though looking back it looks like I didn't even have a chance like my name was so tarnished due to rumors so there was a rumor going around that I was um, looking through people's bags a rumor that I was dumping out my water bottle so I could go look for an idol to like when I went to go fill up my water bottle like both of those rumors were not true also a rumor that I was gunning for Drea since day one not true and I also think just being self-aware like I don't give off the best first impression and I think part of that is because I am very like theatrical I'm dramatic and that can come off as disingenuous And I also think just like my archetype in the game of Survivor, kind of like that poverty archetype, just based on like a physical first impression, people don't really assume that like I can be down to earth and like I want to work with you. They're just like, oh, she's going to manipulate and try to do these things. But it's not me. And I wasn't able to overcome that first impression because why would you give me a second chance in Survivor? I get it. Sucks, though. It does. Look, sorry, I, I'll just talk from my own um, standpoint. Yeah. I often get accused of having a resting bitch face. So, like, I kind of get the. <laughs> you get me there. I get it. I totally and you understand. See too, so. uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, uh, so, I guess at the merge, though, like, who were the people? We saw Marianne as one of the people that I felt yeah. like you were building a relationship with. Um, yes. Was that someone that you that you were trying to build a relationship And were, were there other people that you were trying yeah. to connect with? Yeah, I had a great relationship with Marianne. Like, we also had a lot of fun together, which I was kind of missing all my days on Ika. All we did was sit at the shelter and get firewood. But going into the merge, I had this idea of, like, bringing together this misfit militia. And so all the people on the bottom is who I was focused on. So Chanel, Romeo, Marianne, um, Rox. And then I thought Omer was on the bottom, literally until kind of like watching back. It's like, wow, he's playing both sides. That's brilliant. But I was really working those social relationships. Also, why I thought I was safe going into last night's tribal, because I was developing a relationship with Lindsay and Jonathan um, that I felt was pretty good. Of course, looking back, Jonathan didn't trust me at all. But yeah, those were ones I was I was working on. At the merge, I thought you did a really incredible winning those two um, challenges, immunity challenges back to back. Can you talk about, you know, having to win um, at that point to save yourself? Um, And did you realize in the moment that that was as vital as it ultimately was? I'm going to be honest. No, I didn't realize it was as vital. I thought it was like an 80% chance that I needed to win. But now looking back, it was a 100%. If I did not win, I was going home. And so I didn't realize the extent to how much like my name was tarnished and people didn't want to work with me, AKA they wanted me out. So, and I think I wonder too, if I had the same, like if I had the mindset going into that third challenge of like, literally now, if you go home, you're 100% going home. I mean, I still think I would have been thrown off by the waves, but it is just interesting. (laughs) I wasn't completely aware of how trashed I was. Yeah, no, it's a, look, that last challenge. I always, as a Survivor super fan, I always look at that challenge. I'm like, oh, that would be a fun one to try. You guys seem to have really rough water. It was, it was, it was a challenge in itself. Um, can, I just, can I just ask you like a, this is like a bit of a strange one, like a perception question. 
And it's from um, watching the very first episode where it seemed, and I know there's been a lot of chatter online, like that you had an advantage in the game, like the beware advantage. Can you talk about? Can you talk about what that's like as a as a player when people have like the perception that you are going to like have some kind of advantage of the game that ultimately doesn't play out? Yeah, it's almost like a little embarrassing kind of because like, well, there's all this chatter around it that like, oh, you know, Tori ends up finding this. Even my mom was convinced. She's like, oh, well, I know you find an idol. So I know you're safe all these times. I'm like, yeah, that'd be great if I did, guys. But like, I didn't find the idol. So it's yeah. kind of like <laughs> embarrassing, a little disappointing. Um, but yeah, that like whole potato gate scandal. I would have loved to have found it, but I'm going to be honest. My fear of spiders definitely got in the way of my idol searching because they're everywhere and they're huge and colorful. But yeah, it was a little embarrassing. Yeah, I've been to Fiji. I, I know they're everywhere. It's 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 yes. very complicated. Um, I uh, think one of the big things I thought really resonated and came through last night was faith for you, and that seemed to be mm-hmm. really quite strong. What role does faith have for you? I guess in Survivor and and generally. Yeah. Well, honestly, like Survivor was one of the most spiritual experiences for me. And you you didn't see a lot of that because um, that doesn't necessarily fit this like kind of sassy bratty girl that I'm also <laughs> on screen. Um, but no, like I, I also prayed like going into the game that like I would get favor because there's a lot of chance and luck involved in Survivor. Like when you draw rocks, what challenges happen when all of these different factors that we can't control. So I, you know, I relied a lot on my faith for that. And then ultimately, you know, how I went out, I have never had harsh feelings or negative feelings about when I went out, how I went out or like the events leading to it because my life in the game did end up like being in God's hands with that shot in the dark. Like I fully believe that if I was meant to stay, I was going to stay, he was going to make me pick the right school. And I didn't. And like, I have literally so much peace because I'm, I've never been disappointed by God and he's easy to trust. And yeah, my faith is like everything to me in real life. And it translated in the game, which I do know some people are like, does God really care about Survivor? And, you know, I don't know if he cares about Survivor, but, like, I know he cares about me. And so that's enough to bring my faith into the game of Survivor. I, I thought it was really interesting, I guess, talking about, um, you know, uh, situations aligning, uh, you and Roxroy being taken out at the same time. Can you talk about that relationship with Rox? Because uh, I thought that was quite yes. epic. And, and is there anything that, uh-huh. like, I, I haven't watched Ponderosa yet, but, um, yeah, in terms of you guys connecting at Ponderosa, were you able to kind of, like, build a stronger relationship being on the jury together? Yeah, we actually had a great relationship the whole time, like despite the surface level um, kind of butting heads. But no, I think so highly of Rox. I think he's great. I really did just misunderstand him. And I know now he wasn't being condescending towards me when he would talk to me. He was just more so talking to me like he talks to his children, like that's his norm. And so, yeah, we have a great relationship now. And it was also, I mean, there was a bit of a strategy with my relationship with him on the island. I wanted people to see Ika post-merge as super fractured because then that like freed us up and people would tell Rox stuff that he would tell me. And otherwise I would not know any information. Rox was one of the only people feeding me information. So I did want the optics from other players to see like, oh, they don't get along at all. So we can do whatever, but we were working together. Yeah, super cool. Um, I only have you a few uh, very short periods, so I'm just going to ask you one last question. What did you learn about yourself playing Survivor? It's such a big experience. Um, what have you taken mm-hmm. away from the whole journey of Survivor? Yeah, 
I'd say the first thing, like I've been trying for six years to get on this show. So I really do believe like if I put my mind to something and if someone has a dream, go freaking do it. Don't stop until you get told to stop applying or something. Um, And secondly, (laughs) yeah. And then secondly, like I learned a lot about like my self image and like my body, because I'm a therapist for women with eating disorders and I've had my own struggles and I went out into the game and I learned so much about like what my body is capable of. And it had nothing to do with the way my body looks in a mirror, which is like the main message we're given back home when all those things is like the only thing that matters is how your body looks. So I gained like a lot of body appreciation for like, holy crap, like I can do a lot more than I thought I could. And how my body looks is like the least interesting thing about me. Yeah. Look, I agree. I think that's a really strong message for women and men as well. I know it's something that um, in my family has been uh, a big issue. And I think it's really great that you're advocating for that and talking about it. Um, Tori, honestly, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciated it. And um, good luck on the jury. Hopefully we get to see some, uh, like a really good question as we uh, head deeper into the the final trouble council. And some eye rolls, I can guarantee that. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much. Trap is spoken.